Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras episode number 105. And the title of this episode is Speed Walking is My Superpower. And I want to tell you the story about how I came to have this very specific, very unique superpower. So some of you guys know I'm the oldest of four kids. And growing up, having four kids in your family meant that there was a lot to do every single day. Sports, school, errands, chores, meetings, parent-teacher conferences, my parents had to work, like there were lots of things happening. And because of that myriad of things, my mom was really organized and efficient with how we all moved through the world. I think it's necessary if you have four kids, you can't just let the kids run the show. (laughs) So my mom was very efficient. And one of the ways that she maximized her efficiency was speed walking. (laughs) This is my own personal theory. I have not consulted her on this episode, but this is my personal theory. As being the oldest of four kids, I witnessed this on the daily. And this skill of speed walking was ingrained in me from a very young age. We walked fast all the time and everywhere, to and from school, to and from sports, in the grocery store, running errands all the time, even when it wasn't necessary, we were moving quickly. And I didn't really think about it a whole lot back then. I never really questioned it. It was just what we did. We just, we had a mission. We executed the mission. We got in, we got out, we moved on to the next thing. And I fully recognize now that four kids is a lot to manage when you're out and about, even if we were all well-behaved, which we were most of the time. And I think that the way that my mom decided she was going to handle the situation, me and my three siblings, was that we were going to move quickly all the time so that we couldn't get distracted and derail the mission, right? We're walking, we're walking, like we're just moving. And I didn't know that this wasn't how other people operated until I was well into my 20s and my college friends slash some coworkers would ask me, what's the rush? Like, why are you walking so fast? Where's the fire? Is someone chasing you? These are all common things that people would say to me all the time. Like, where are you going so fast? And what is the deal? (laughs) Like, are we missing out on something? Why are you going so fast? Like to the point where I would be walking and there would be a gap between me and the people that I was with. Like they would be 10 to 15 paces behind me just because I was walking at my quote unquote normal speed and they were walking at their quote unquote normal speed and the pace was just so different. So fast forward to when I started training for my first marathon, my coach had me running five to six days a week, which I quickly found out was not going to work for me. All sorts of things were going on. I just, I I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't recovering fast enough. They, the workouts were really hard. They were hard on my body. They were aggravating my sciatica, just all sorts of things. So I decided to adjust my training on my own. And then eventually when my coach wasn't happy with me, we subsequently parted ways. (laughs) I have this idea in my head to, to do a podcast episode about choosing the right coach for you, because this is a subject that comes up quite a bit in conversations that I have with people who are applying to run your first 50K and just sort of in general. I feel like there's some hesitation in hiring a coach, especially if you've had a previous poor experience with another coach. So if that's you, hang in there. I've got some notes on this. I'm going to I'm going to work on a on another podcast episode. 
So anyway, I decided to adjust my training on my own and I turned a few of those running workouts into walking workouts. And I shit you not, the results were instantaneous. First and foremost, I enjoyed my training more. Like I was excited to get up and go for a walk and like do this workout that I knew wasn't going to turn me into just a pile of broken bones at the end of the day. Second, just sort of what I alluded to, everything didn't hurt as much. My body was not taking the same level of pounding and things were able to recover faster. And then third, my times and my distances were also improving, which seems counterintuitive because you're like, in order to improve, you need to run more, but that's not the deal. I think you guys probably already know that because you're here, you're listening to this podcast, you're 105 episodes in, and we've talked about this quite a bit, but I think it bears repeating. So fast forward a couple more years to when I was training for my first ultra and I went through the whole cycle. I have no idea what I'm doing. Can I go farther than 26.2 and now add on this whole other layer of running on trails? Have no experience doing that. I mean, I hiked a bit as a kid and growing up, but it wasn't like I was doing the AT or I was some sort of experienced backpacker. I, you know, had some time on the trails, but I wasn't really running. So I struggled for a few weeks to try and run everything. I tripped, I fell, I was super frustrated and I was on the verge of giving up. And then it was on my walk home because I had basically just, I can vividly remember sort of walking up this dirt road back to my house. I'm thinking like, oh, you're such an idiot. Like you can just walk. (laughs) So I turned a few of my running workouts into walking workouts and lo and behold, got the exact same results as before. I enjoyed my training more. Everything didn't hurt as much. My times, my distances, and my trail running skills were improving just because of added walking. And Guys, this is true of every single time I've gone up a level in distance. My walking game, every time I level up, my walking game levels up with me. And every single time, it pays off big time. And I can tell you that walking was my superpower during my first 200 milers. And like... I can't even begin to describe how clutch the walking was as a means of making progress and moving forward during the Tahoe 200. For sure, there are some people that are doing that race that are running the whole thing. They passed me (laughs) somewhere around um, mile 80. I was on 80, they were about 130. Let's just put it that way, okay? So for sure, there are gonna be some of you guys that are running way more than me, and that's okay. Like, I just wanna also remind you guys, like, and be upfront and be super clear. I'm a mid to the pack, mid to the back, back, pack (laughs) runner, right? Like, I'm not in danger of winning any age groups, winning any races, but that doesn't mean that my experience as a runner isn't important and isn't valuable. And thus the same goes for you. So what I'm sharing here are some tips and tricks that will help you to level up your running game across the board. So the moral of the story is if you're not including walking in your run training, you're missing out. And again, I know it can seem counterintuitive, especially if you come from the marathoning 
road running world where we must run all the time, every day, every workout in order for it to be viable and for it to quote unquote count. That's bullshit. You need to let that go, especially if you're coming into the world of ultras and you need to let it go. Okay. I promise you, maybe you should go back and listen to the Monday episode. Let it go. <laughs> so my challenge to you is this. Can you make speed walking your superpower? And if you're like, well, I would love to, but I don't know how. Here's how. All right. I'm going to give it to you in three steps. Really simple. First one, walk more. <laughs> That's the start. I'm not joking. It's as simple as that. Spend more time on your feet every single day. Walk the dog a little bit longer. Park further away from the store. Do extra laps around the office. Take the stairs. All the dumb stuff, right? All the simple stuff, the dumb cliche stuff that we scoff at. And I'm saying dumb because I scoffed at it a lot in the beginning. It's like, that's dumb. That is stupid. Of course, you would park your car further away. But then when it comes time to do it, you actually have to do it. (laughs) All right? So start with that. Simple as that. Spend more time on your feet. Do just a little bit more of everything that you normally do to get a few extra steps in. And you could also, 2.0 of this is set a step goal for yourself. So if you wear a Fitbit or a smartwatch or you just carry your phone everywhere with you, it's going to track your steps if you ask it to. And start by, you could go back and look at your data from the last week and use the average as your initial goal and then add 500 steps to it. And then work your way up up over over the weeks, right? Like add another 5,000 steps, or sorry, 500 steps. Maybe you work your way up to adding 1,000 steps, so on and so forth. But like build up slowly over time. Don't just go, I'm going to, if you you look at your data and it's like you get 2,000 steps a day, don't automatically jump to the place of Megan said I should do more steps. I'm going to do 10,000 steps a day. 2,000 to 10,000, that's going to be a huge shock for your system. So ramp it up slowly, okay? The second thing is vary your walking speed. Now, what I had to learn was that most people walk fairly slowly, right? And they walk at a set speed all the time wherever they go. So by playing around with your walking speeds, you'll start to see what your default speed is and whether or not you've got a couple other gears. Um, It's so funny. On our um, most recent Run Your First 50K group call, Amy was talking about how she liked the walking workouts that were part of the plan in the ramp up plan that I gave her. And she used the analogy of like, oh, I have three or four more gears that I didn't even know about. And I was just like, maybe I'll try and pull that clip. I did like a real happy dance, like on the call, because that's where the magic happens. When you decide to play around with your speed and discover you have a whole bunch of other gears, and this will come in handy while you're in your long runs, long training runs, and during your race, when you think you don't have it in you to go a little bit faster, or you don't have it in you to run necessarily, but you've got it in you to be able to walk briskly. Okay. So keep that in mind, play around with varying your speeds. And then third is to do specific walking workouts in your training. Like I talked about at the beginning. So turn one of your weekly runs into a walking workout where you play around with your speed and you play around with your speed on different terrains because how you move on the pavement isn't necessarily how you'll move on the trails. And if you're training for an ultra, it's highly likely that the majority of your run will be on the trails. So 
practice, practice, practice. And this actually will also help you to practice your foot placement for when you're ready to run on the trails. And in turn, it will make you more efficient at trail running in general, improving your overall time and your speed and the distances that you're able to go. All right. So those three things, first and foremost, walk more, maybe even set a step goal. Second, vary your walking speed on pavement and or on the trails. And third, do specific walking workouts in your training. So turn one of your runs into a walking workout and play around with speed and time and distance and terrain and all those things. And just figure out how to move yourself through space, walking at a quick pace, sub run, like just beneath a run and everything in between. Okay. I promise you this will come in very, very handy. And not only that, sort of the bonus point of this is that it takes the pressure off your run, quote unquote, run muscles. Now, even though you're using all the same structures and muscles, the movement and the dynamics of running versus walking are different. And so it gives your body a break, but you can also keep developing cardio, keep developing time on your feet, practicing speed and foot placement and all the things that you need for running without all of the pounding of a running workout. Okay. So give me, give these a try. Let me know how it goes. You can DM me, you can email me. I'm seriously curious for those of you guys that are maybe even skeptical about incorporating more walking, specifically speed walking into your run training plan. Trust me, if you develop this superpower, your long runs and your races will go that much better. And if you want some more structured help with this, if you want an outline of exactly what to do for your walking workouts, there are a bunch of them that are laid out for you in the off-season RX program. So you can either get the training plan with all the workouts mapped out for you, or you can get the training plan plus all the coaching. So all of that information is on my website, megan-gould.com forward slash off-season RX, all one word. And you can see the the whole thing there, including a snapshot, a picture of what the training plan actually looks like, both in Google spreadsheet format and in training peaks. So you'll see there's two different options there when you go to get the plan. First is level one, which is the training plan only, Google spreadsheet or training peaks. And level two is the plan plus in-depth coaching on the sticking points that can derail your off-season training. So stuff like how, first of all, whether or not to run, how much to run, what to do, what are your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats when it comes to your ultra training? And specifically when it comes to opportunities and threats, how can you spot them and resolve them before they become an issue? How to make a seamless transition from off to on season training when it's time to actually hit the button, hit go, and really start focusing in on your goal. How to pick the right races for you, how to space them out on your calendar for optimal success, and mistakes to avoid both in the off season and the on season. All right. So those calls begin Monday, November 7th. So you'll want to make sure that you'll get the plan and get in there before that. And if you can't make the calls live, there will be replays available. All right. So again, go to megan-school.com forward slash off season RX. Give those walking workouts a try. Let me know how you make out. 
and make walking, speed walking specifically, your superpower, you guys. All right, that's all for this episode. Enjoy this beat, and I'll see you all soon. Oh,